Welcome to the Kara's Carriage Digital Show and Podcast. This is where we explore the cutting edge of wellness from luminaries in their fields. I'm Kara Sundlin, and this episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. So, could issues like fatigue, weight gain, brain fog, could they all be blamed on your hormones? How do you even know if you might have entered perimenopause? Naturopathic doctor Artemis Morris is here now to help us sort it all out and tell us what we can do to master our midlife. Welcome, doctor. Thanks for having me, Kara. Always a pleasure. And I said midlife, but really, I mean, hormones can really start shifting for women even just post-35, right? Absolutely. And then there's certainly early menopause. Um, I do a lot of work with fertility at Artemis Wellness Center. And sometimes what we're doing is helping to prevent that perimenopause from happening early on so that fertility can be possible. So first of all, how do we know if our hormones might be off balance and causing us trouble? The symptoms are the most important thing. So the most important symptom of perimenopause is an irregular menstrual cycle. So that's the first sign that something's happening, but there are other signs. Some are irritability, like PMS worsening. It could be weight gain, difficulty sleeping, anxiety, depression. And for some people, it's actually aches and pains are one of their worst symptoms of perimenopause. And it doesn't mean that you are near to menopause age, which on average is somewhere around 50. This could be happening years in advance. Perimenopause, it's a peri because that means it's around the time. And it certainly can last anywhere from two to 10 years and generally starts in the 40s. But, you know, I am seeing younger and younger women starting the process. And that could be due to the endocrine disruptors. There's a lot of factors that could be at play. Stress is another factor that affects our hormones, diet, um, lack of exercise. There's many factors involved, but it can start anywhere from the late thirties, early forties and end somewhere in the fifties, average age 51. So what should you do if you think uh, there might be something off? Does your doctor test you for this or do you need to ask? Yes, definitely. You are always your best doctor in the sense that no one knows your body like you do. And so just keeping track on your own of your menstrual cycle, of your symptom picture, and this includes mental, emotional. It would be great to include what kind of diet you're eating because diet absolutely influences it. Your sleep patterns. These are the things that change. You're not officially postmenopausal until you have not had your menstrual cycle for a year. And it's kind of arbitrary, but that's usually what happens for postmenopausal. So you want to get some lab testing done. Um, you can go to your gynecologist, naturopathic doctors, functional practitioners, do extensive hormone testing in addition. But you know, if you go to your gynecologist, most likely they'll do uh, LH and FSH. LH is luteinizing hormone, FSH, follicle stimulating hormone. These are the same hormone tests that are done for fertility as well. And so you might um, get those done. Estrogen is another one that is tested. Another one could be progesterone, testosterone even, because another symptom of perimenopause and menopause is changes in libido, changes in sex drive, vaginal dryness. 
brittle hair. There are many symptoms here to be considered. And so there are also some additional testing that your gynecologist may not do that a functional practitioner, a naturopathic doctor can do and have some solutions for. So those are cortisol, DHEA, DHEA sulfate, pregnenolone is another one. And there are some metabolism studies we can do as well. Well, that is, you know, sort of the divide. And sometimes I know it's frustrating for women who you might have a regular doctor and that's great, especially if you have cancer or you really need something, um, you know, and you're sick. And, you know, Western medicine is really good at when we're already sick, but they may not. I know some gynecologists are like, oh, you don't really need to test. There's not much you can do about it. Or if they do test you, they might, uh, you know, th what they might do would be different than maybe an integrative or a naturopath. So let's just say you get these tests which uh, I know I, 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 in preparation for the story, I did some. They were covered by insurance. I got a little information. And then you can do things about it, right? We talk about some of the supplements or lifestyle or things to balance out because it may sound really complicated, all these hormones, but I guess it's less complicated to balance them. Well... I have to say, I wish I could say, you know, it was less complicated, but one thing to consider because our hormones, there are many different hormones. There's three main estrogens, but there are, it's really a dance. So you want to think about your hormones as, um, you know, it's a dance and every month is different. So we really can't diagnose menopause based on one month. We have to really look at the, the months ahead. And I love working with gynecologists as well as reproductive endocrinologists. So we have a nice balance of, you know, what someone might need on both ends. But in terms of testing as a naturopathic physician, you know, the functional practitioners are the ones who are going to test hormones that they know that they can do something about like DHEA, pregnenolone, um, even some of the me metabolic studies. And I, you know, as you know, I like to use what's covered by insurance first before I get into the fancy tests. But um, something like cortisol is so important because our stress hormones actually are so important for perimenopause. And some of the activity of the estrogen is actually found in our adrenal glands where cortisol is produced. And that balance between DHEA and cortisol is really important. So, so think about it like everything you did up until this point in time, if you're going through perimenopause, has had an effect on how bad your perimenopause and menopause is going to be. That includes stress. So we want to manage stress. That includes your diet. So a high-fat diet is actually really good for perimenopause and menopause. And this is a good fat because fat and cholesterol are the precursors to our hormones. So a low fat diet and having your cholesterol be too low is actually very detrimental to a smooth perimenopausal time. Hmm. So the good fats, yeah, it's really fascinating. Um, like it, we're looking at wild caught fish, high in omega-3s, flax seeds, which are high in omega-3s, but are also what's called phytoestrogens, which help to balance estrogen and um, can help even maybe with some of those toxic estrogens, walnuts, avocados. The good fats are really important for a smooth perimenopause, a high fat, good fat diet. 
And then you want to also include in your diet things like cruciferous vegetables. And I, you know, I think we chatted, you know, about some products that include things called um, indole 3 carbonyl or diendomethionine. These are really fancy terms for components in cruciferous vegetables that help to get rid of some of the toxic estrogens, which can make that menopausal time a little smoother. So, you know, some of the products I like to use in my practice will include methionine dim for short and um but you can eat it you can eat your broccoli you can eat your cauliflower your brussels mm. sprouts um so the other thing is looking at uh, the phytoestrogens yeah so let me just stop you help. for one second i just want to because i want people to keep up so part of it we're going to talk about supplements and i i know uh, just good you know lots of stress. I'm a mom, crazy. So you had me take something called cortisol, just assuming, even before I test my test, like it might be a little bit high, my cortisol. And, and that can be good for all of us and helps you sleep and all those things. Um, so I did notice a difference. I don't, I don't know how much you're going to, again, how much you know, you just kind of are seeing how you're feeling and then, and then treating those symptoms. But what you basically just said is some things we can start doing today, if you're going to go do your grocery shopping, eat some more um, fish that's like salmon uh, and having those cruciferous vegetables. Uh, so ha- changing your diet, I-, I know you're a big fan of the Mediterranean diet. Some people are like, well, what does that exactly mean? But more fish, more whole foods, more vegetables. Um, let me just also ask you about fat because women are really concerned about weight gain in this time. I know my friends in, in the 40s uh, are like, wait, why am I, I always worked out, I always ate healthy, now I'm gaining weight for no reason. So you, they shy away like, okay, how much fat? Uh, so that you don't have too much of a good thing. Is there, a, 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 just to balance the weight loss fact, how, how, should we have a whole avocado a day? Should we just have half? Like, what's a good fat amount? <laughs> so, and, and, and just like everything else, you know, it really depends on yeah. the individual how much exactly. So you want to uh, really go see a clinical or functional nutritionist if you want help with menu planning. Specifically, we have um, those uh, resources at Artemis Wellness Center, as well as other functional practices. But, um, you know, in terms of good fats, those are really important for helping with depression and anxiety as well, which is another symptom of perimenopause. And the fats are satisfying. So what we find is that if you have a low fat diet, you're actually going to crave more sugar. And a lot of those low fat products have a lot more sugar in it. So Mm -hmm. you really want to be aware, look at the labels and really go with the good fats like sardines, wild caught salmon. And then when we talk about hormone balancing with your fork, basically, this is where the methionine, the cruciferous vegetables are helpful, the broccoli, the cauliflower, the Brussels sprouts, but you can also increase your consumption of things that work like estrogen and don't work in a way that is toxic, like the toxic estrogens, like the environmental toxins we have out there that promote cancer and are not good. They're called endocrine disruptors. And I think we've chatted about those before in previous segments, but you can do things like miso soup okay like certain products are high in phytoestrogens and that's going to help boost the estrogen so we want to balance the estrogens with these things um also edamame beans are okay. really good and those are great snacks and um because you know, of the soy miso- is that why because okay and so do we what about just yeah. drinking soy milk 
So soy milk, if you can get non-GMO soy milk and you're not sensitive to it, it's, it's very helpful. So I've seen menopausal symptoms in my patients shift just with dietary changes, which is wonderful. But we want to keep in mind, we've got the estrogen, which is a part of perimenopause, but another really important part, and you, you, we chat about this earlier, like cortisol is our stress. And because a part of our body that processes and regulates the estrogen is our adrenal glands do take over somewhat when we stop ovulating and stop menstruating, which is the hallmark of perimenopause physiologically. And so in that sense, dealing with our stress is one of the most important things we do, we can do to help with the weight gain. Because that weight gain, especially among, around the middle, I have patients telling me, I used to be able to, you know, button my jeans. And now since perimenopause, it's like that, that spare tire. And that is mostly uh, contributed to by that cortisol. Mm. So we can, we can use some adrenal adaptogens. And we've talked about those in previous segments uh, and stress reduction, weight, you know, doing weight bearing exercise and dietary changes, as well as herbs and supplements can help if needed. Right. So in general, um, when you say some some supplements and, and there is I want to encourage people, if you can go back on Kara's Cares and find adrenal fatigue. But you uh, I, I have a supplement that I take that you uh, recommended by a company called Vitanico called Adrenal Assist. I do think it really helps me have some energy in the morning and it's just good stuff. I take it with my multivitamin. But what type of uh, if people are curious about supplementing um, and I know you it's best to talk with your doctor or you can even book an appointment at the Artemis Wellness Center, whether you're in Connecticut or on Zoom is fine. But if in general, what are some of the herbs that would help for cortisol or supplements? So, you know, there are a few particular products. Again, you always want to individualize, start with diet first, do exercise, work on your sleep. You know, lifestyle is, you know, extra virgin olive oil is another one of those fats that's really important for anti-inflammatory benefit because inflammation will make you gain weight as well. And that DHEA hormone is really important. So, um, but like something like FemQuil, I like this one. This one is uh, only sold through physicians. It has in there the calcium deglucurate, which also helps to get rid of toxic estrogens, which increases risk of um, cancer and breast cancer cancers as well, the B vitamins. And then we've got um, the chase tree berry, Vitex agnus castus. That's a safe and wonderful herb, also an adrenal adaptogen. And um, then we have many other options like the black cohosh, estrovera by Metagenics, I like too. But another whole class of things to do is the Chinese herbal formulas are very effective. I've seen really good results. And the thing I like about Chinese herbs is that we can really individualize. And so some of these formulas are 2000 years old and that combined with acupuncture, especially if you're sensitive to any hormone replacement, if you're sensitive to herbs, the acupuncture is very effective for helping to regulate that stress response. It's been shown to help regulate hormones as well. So I would also add acupuncture to that list of things to give a try yep. for hormone regulation. But just to, you know, yeah. if you're listening and you want to go back to what we've said so far of what you starting with your own doctor. Um, and if you don't get, if your doctor's, I don't want to test for that. I don't this. I mean, maybe you want to 
find a new doctor or get someone who's integrative on your team. But um, you want to ask for the basic hormone testing, which is general. That would be covered by insurance. And you could also then go beyond that and do like a cortisol test, which maybe your regular doc would ask for, or certainly that's something a naturopath or an integrative doctor would, would do more of the cortisol testing, right? And then what about DHEA? You said that's an important test, and that is a pretty easy test to get. DHEA, dihydroepiandosterone, it is a test that gynecologists can test for. Um, but it's the tricky part is, even though a conventional practitioner can test for some of these, they may, you know, they're not trained in the herbal medicine or the nutrition per se. That's where you'd want to go to a naturopathic doctor or integrative practitioner or functional practitioner so that they could really help uh, you figure out what to do about those test results and work with your conventional practitioners. So, you know, one thing that's really important, I think, is one of the most underutilized tests for perimenopause is DHEA, DHEA sulfate. It's a test that's used to also determine polycystic ovarian syndrome. But when your cortisol levels are high, and your DHEA levels are low, that also can affect diabetes risk. It can affect insulin resistance, inflammation. It's an anti-aging hormone. And that is a really important test. And I, I really, that's part of what I do for all hormone testing around perimenopause. And then so you the can- LHFSA- Mm-hmm. The, well, the, the good news is you can supplement, right? If it is low, um, you can prescribe uh, a DHEA supplement that's safe to take. Yeah. So in my practice, I start with the diet. Then we go to the you know therapeutic order. Herbs and supplements are next. And then if we need to, we do use hormone therapy. And we'll start with one that is something maybe a DHEA. There's also progesterone. There's pregnenolone. So this is where it's wonderful to work hand in hand with your gynecologist um, so that we can test and really find out what's going on. But testing is really important. If you're going to do any hormone replacement, whether it's bioidentical or birth control or anything at all, you really want to start with testing first and include some of these tests because it will really help us to figure out what the cause is and have a better solution and better results. And I think it's something you may have to advocate for because I think sometimes you go to the conventional docs and they'll say, you know, let's just treat the symptoms. I mean, if you're irregular, the answer is going to be the same. We're still going to put you on a birth control pill or we're still going to do this. So let's just go there now. What you would say is in your training and as integrative, they tend to do, let's get the actual facts because then we know what the best medicine is. And it may be something a little different than skipping to right to a cream or a pill. Yeah. So one thing to really remember, and this is in general, is that you always do have a choice. You always have a choice. It's your body. You always have a choice about what you want to do. And you can have a conversation with your physician. And I really hope we come to the point where we're not talking, oh, conventional versus holistic, yeah. because you it's work all as medicine. a team with a lot of doctors, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I just if you more want, want really good it. advice on medication. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, I just want to widen it that sometimes your doctor may be, well, I don't know. But if you were to say, well, I'm working with Dr. Artemis Moore, she's doing these testings, then you would share that information. And together, you would have a conversation with that doctor or with you in both. And you could decide, well, okay, I'm going to just start with herbs or maybe I'm going to do herbs and something more. Well, the good thing is, as a naturopathic doctor, we're trained in 
you know, the conventional techniques as well. So we're trained as general practitioners and every state regulates what we do. But in Connecticut, we work with your general practitioner. But um, if you want medication, then you go go to a conventional doc, you know, your OB-GYN, go to, you know, the, the conventional doc. If you want advice on how to treat things from the causal level of patient-centered care, where you want to know about what diet, you want to know what herbs you can take, you want to know a little bit more detail on, on labs, then that really is the realm of a naturopathic doctor, integrative practitioner, or functional practitioner. So you always have a choice. And in my practice, we like to work with um, any other practitioner that the patient chooses so that we can really be advocating for whatever that patient wants. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And at least to have this conversation um, so you could listen to this podcast if you're listening on the podcast platform or watching on WFSB Plus, um, you can go in, you know, a lot of times those OB Guide appointments are pretty brief, so you kind of want to go in with what I want, and you can ask for these tests. Or, like you said, um, whether you head to Milford where you are or you live in another state and you're listening to this, you treat people kind of all over the country, maybe even internationally, because a lot of what you do is you put the test in at Quest or wherever you're going, you go take the test and you can talk about it remotely. So you don't have to necessarily even make that doctor's appointment of like, how am I getting down to the naturopathic office? I got to work. I got kids. I got this. A lot of this can be done um, over the phone, right? Absolutely. We do a lot of telemedicine, you know, definitely nationally and even internationally. And really, this is where it's wonderful to be able to work with your practitioner who does the testing so that we can get that information and use that so that we can find out what we need to do. So as long as you can get the testing and there are some other labs that we use that are, you know, not the conventional labs that we can use, whether it's a salivary cortisol, but the detail in terms of even getting a snapshot is really important. Now, if that's not possible, then we can certainly base it on symptoms because cortisol is usually off. Um, DHEA, it's really good to find out about, but if you're not menstruating, that really is a sign that initially your progesterone is going low. And then if that continues, it's an estrogen issue. So we can even go on symptoms, but testing really helps. Yeah, and there's so many different tests out there. And so uh, encouraging women to just have that conversation and uh, talk to someone like you or a functional doctor. Hopefully your OB-GYN is someone who wants to kind of look at the whole picture so we can be a big team because there's a lot of options for women and no longer do they have to just suffer through it and say, I'm not sleeping and I don't feel well and I'm gaining weight. You don't have to live that way. Absolutely. And I, I just, it, it floors me that we don't get any time off for hot flashes or night sweats, but um, that's a whole nother subject, you know. They it's do like that we, in Europe, we, right? We, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a part Europe. of, yeah. natural part of um, aging, but yeah, it can be really disruptive to a regular work schedule for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Dr. Artemis Morris, I appreciate you being on here as always. I want to let people know they can go to the ArtemisWellnessCenter.com. They can follow Dr. Artemis on uh, Instagram and just really take the time to do some research to educate yourself about um, hormones and how they can shift and how they can affect you because um, there's options for, for wellness. And that's what we do here. We talk about the cutting edge of wellness. So thank you so much for being here.
All right, thanks, Doctor. And uh, you can watch more content right here on Kara's Cures on WFSB Plus. Go back, watch other episodes, or listen on the Kara's Cures podcast. You can also follow me uh, on social media. I share this content there. Just follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Kara Sundlin. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.